0: G'day everyone. Welcome to this a very special extra bonus episode of Free Kick. Today I'm gonna to be joined by my podcast host, Will. Will, how you going?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Liam. How are you going?
0: Look I could lie to the viewers and say I'm doing amazingly, but I just had to do redo that intro about four times, so I'm so glad that it's done. So, before we jump into the rest of the podcast episode today, Will, do you just want to kind of talk us through what we've got
1: here? So, we are very, very lucky to have been able to interview several of the draftees that came through the recent AFLW supplementary draft. So, today we've got three interviews that we conducted uh, just before the preseason or during the preseason, Which will give us a bit of insight into how the draftees got into the AFLW system And what they're doing at their new clubs Yeah, and the kind of spread that we've got is very interesting
0: too So we start off, and the first interview you're going to hear is with Anise Bradfield Who has already been mentioned in each of the last two episodes this season Well, at least two episodes already this season Fascinating chat I think mainly because it's always interesting to hear what it's like for players to swap between clubs. And you'll hear a lot of that in the 18 clubs in 18 days series. But Will, I was pretty sure that you were also keen on another thing out of that interview.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And before I do say this, I just want to say uh, one of the things we did point out in a previous episode was that one of her scores wasn't very good and that may have been the game where she did her acl so i would like to apologize personally for that
0: oh you, you're an <laughs> evil man that i didn't makes know you a
1: bad person it does make me a bad person and for that i'm going to try and apologize um but basically it, it was fantastic to hear about her the differences in switching clubs and how it has been to work under one of our absolute favorites here at the podcast which is elise piggy parker it was also
0: fascinating to think of elise parker as a 22 year old being this elder within the midfield that you learn from, hyper experience, like with all these
1: additional yeah, skills. Yeah, for, and... 42 games, she plays like a you know a veteran of the game and she's just still essentially a young player. It's crazy. And I'm going to
0: stop you there because I, I have a bad feeling that if left around devices we would just talk about Elise Parker
1: for this entire that's, episode. That's true. This is about Anise Bradfield, so enjoy the talk with Anise Bradfield, everyone. We're going to enjoy that one first and then you're going to throw to a chat with
0: the most recent, one of the most recent draftees from North Melbourne, Ruby Tripodi, uh, who's come out of the Williamstown uh, VFLW side. I don't know what you thought, Will, but I thought it was just fascinating to hear her talk about what it's actually been like in the few games she did play in the North Melbourne VFLW team. And now they basically just said to her, Go and play how you play. We'll mm. figure
1: out the system around you. Yeah, it, it just speaks to the how high they hold her, you know, that they think that she's got that ability to just play your game, we'll work it out. And she's gonna she's moving into a team that's got a very strong midfield half forward line. So if she can, you know, if she if she is showing that sort of talent, that's a very big in to an already very strong team. And I would also say it it really speaks to North Melbourne's style
0: in developing new players. Mm. We really did see a lot of players break out last year. We had the Irish girls in Vicky and Erica we saw explosions in, you know, the out the performance in someone like Tessa Craven or Amy Smith's ridiculous seventeen tackle, one hundred and fourteen fantasy point score in the Geelong final. I really think that that's something really interesting that you're going to hear her talk about and what it was like being drafted to North and what she kind of expects.
1: Yeah, fantastic stuff.
0: I will say then, you'll move directly from that excellent interview. It's probably the best interview because I'm in it. <laughs> uh, to a chat between Mel and Shelby Knoll, who was a forward drafted to Richmond, who I would say the main thing you're going to love is her story. Yeah, it's a the way fan, she's fantastic ended up, story. The way yeah. she's ended up playing, getting drafted, because she played 0 VFLW games.
1: Mm. Yeah, she, she's quite literally gone from being a country footballer to being on an AFLW list in the space of weeks. It's it's truly incredible. She got picked up to play for, for Casey and then went straight into an AFLW list at Richmond. It's it, it truly is one of those amazing stories, and we were so glad to be able to hear it from Shelby herself. Yeah, and you'll find the way that Shelby talks about the story, just
0: such a great person to, to listen to, chat, very, very comfortable super happy to be there and I think the other takeaway from that interview we're gonna we're gonna speak about throughout this preseason is she represents a lot of what we don't know about Richmond's forward line they lost their leading goal scorer from last year and one of the rocks for the last two season in I am reliably called Mama Wakefield <laughs> uh, and now there's a whole bunch of additional options going through there they've got their internal options someone like Estella Reed who's a high draft pick. You've got Greiser coming in from St Kilda. Yeah. You've got Courtney Jones coming across from the Suns, and now Shelby Knoll. I don't know about you, Will, but I think this someone like a Shelby points to Richmond's just attempt to go. I don't know how we're gonna, we don't know how we're going to fill it, but we're going to try everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like when Courtney, uh, Caitlin Greiser rather came across to replace Courtney Wakefield, the first thing we all thought was, oh, slam dunk. They've just recruited straight away a powerhouse key forward. You're set. And so, for them to come along and recruit several other forward options just says this forward line is going to be super interesting to watch next season.
0: And as much as it's difficult then to pick a fantasy side, that uncertainty breeds opportunity. So indeed, Richmond yeah. and someone like a Shelby and what she
1: represents means that it's going to be a fascinating storyline to follow through the preseason. And who knows? Maybe maybe it means a KB in the midfield something we uh, always talk about
0: (laughs) i i think i had today an interview with the player from richmond and that statement was meant with a chuckle
1: excellent and and the (laughs) suggestion that the midfielders might not be very happy to see her there interesting well that's a little bit of a tidbit for future episodes and leads quite nicely into what we've basically got coming up following this bonus episode so We've now moved into the pre-season, which means we're about to launch into our 18-clubs series, which is super exciting. I love that you've said 18-clubs series, not 18-clubs in 18 days.
0: I think we're going to call it 18-clubs-in-18-days asterisk because it's it going to be a pretty intense schedule. But yep. I the only thing I will say now, though, is enjoy these interviews. Be sure to be watching us on Twitter, on your podcast feeds, on Instagram you'll see a whole bunch of our um, team-by-team content coming out in July and it's going to be hopefully really helpful for your fantasy teams. Absolutely.
1: So sit back, enjoy these interviews, and we'll catch you later. We'll catch you later. Signing off. See ya. See ya.
2: going everyone my name's mel and today i'm joined by will my co-host as always um and anise bradfield a draftee from the most recent uh pre-season eight supplementary draft who was taken at pick 22 um for gws how's it going good it's good to be here thank you for having me all good so um recently drafted but we know that this wasn't your first time putting your hat in the ring um how did uh how did you go Um, With this most recent draft,
3: how did it feel? It was good. Um, It all happened very quickly. Um, So from I guess being told I was delisted to the draft was about I think it was about a week and a half or two weeks. Oh Oh, my gosh! Yeah, everything happened in a really really short amount of time. Um, But yeah, I am beyond grateful that you know the people I had in my corner. um, So like my manager family, and friends. Um, and then obviously like the giants were amazing through it all. So it was a really smooth, um, process, even if it was just a couple of weeks, but no, it was really, really good.
2: That would be such an um, emotional roller coaster. then.
3: <laughs> it was a little bit, um, it was a bit stressful for a, a bit there, but, um, no, it was really, really nice when, um, when I had my meeting with GWS and it was just, yeah, something clicked instantly. And I think that was a message that, um, they had and that I also had so it was yeah it was great that we both aligned really well
1: and as we said this isn't your first time on an AFLW list you were drafted to the Suns with a high draft pick back in 2020 can you tell us a bit about that first draft experience and how the recent one sort of compares it must be a bit a bit strange the difference between the two
3: yeah they were very different um so the first one I uh knew quite a while before um, the draft actually happened so because I was in my um grade 12 year so I was still at school and they wanted to take the pressure off me by uh I guess telling me in advance um that they were 100% interested and it was going to happen um I didn't find out that I was going to be in the first round of draft picks until Mm. it was a couple of days before the draft um which was really exciting um but yeah the process was so different you know going through juniors and then kind of just kind of going through the pathway and going through the motions um and yeah I guess I spent a lot of time with the sons AFW in their first season that they were in just as a train on and um you know I was always around the club so it was nice and it was a really good integration into their program um but yeah in terms of My experiences in the draft, I think they were very, very chalk and cheese just in terms of timing and then also, yeah, just everything
1: that went into it. Yeah, fantastic. And you you mentioned you were in your schooling year. Is it true that you were taught PE by your former teammate, Jamie Stanton, while this was happening?
3: Yes, that is true. Um, She was a teacher at my school um, and yeah, she's a great friend now. So um, yeah, it's really funny and we laugh about it all the
1: time. Um, I was about our, to say it must be it must have been strange going into a professional footballing environment and there's you know Mrs Stanton just
3: I know
4: there playing funny. with you
3: it was funny and then I went to school with um Giselle um as well Giselle Davis so oh, nice. I think we yeah us three we you know spent a lot of time together during the day and then at training we were again all together so it was yeah it was super funny but um, we laugh about it all the time now we're great friends I literally just spoke to her a couple of hours ago so yeah no that was really good.
2: Nice um so in order to be able to play again you moving down to Sydney um after being in the Gold Coast for quite a while how's that move going how does it feel?
3: It has been great um the club has been so good um just with the, all the relocation stuff um finding a rental was a bit tough because there's a bit of a yeah. rental crisis at the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> once we got that under control, um, it was really good. And it's been honestly so seamless. I think I drove down and then trained the day after I came um, cool. and yeah, no, and it was great. And I loved it. Um, I was shown around the club and everyone's been so, so welcoming. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's honestly the best environment down here. And, you know, we hang out, Um, with teammates outside of training as well. So uh, it's been really, really great. Um, And, yeah, I just love it. It's a bit more independent and, um, yeah, I'm really, really loving it. Oh, oh, sorry. I just saw Will's
4: just shuffling the questions
2: (laughs) as they're out of the corner of my eye. I was like, oh, gosh, what's going on? Um, Okay, so second club now. What feels – I mean, I know you've only just got there, but what feels similar and what feels different between the two clubs?
3: Yeah, well, I think obviously, like, you know, the elite environment is um, similar in terms of, you know, um, everyone's there with the goal to get better. So I think that's what I always love about the elite environment is, you know, everyone's always challenging each other. So um, that's probably very similar. Um, In terms of differences, I think, you know, it's a different game style um, here. So it's like learning all pretty much from scratch. Um, Mm. Game style has been really interesting, but I absolutely love it. I think it compliments probably my strengths as a footballer and um yeah I'm really really excited for this year um but yeah it's all the girls have been so so good like yeah I've probably never been happier than I have been down in Sydney so yeah, yeah that's really nice
1: <laughs> yeah and you mentioned that like you know the new game style suits your strengths and unfortunately we haven't really been able to see much of you at AFLW level you've been Pretty unlucky with uh, injuries and other health issues. Um, but yeah. for those who haven't had the chance to see, what sort of skills do you bring to the, to the Giants and what role are you hoping to play at your new club?
3: Um, just very contested. So, um, you know, we call it A1-D1, but basically, yeah. you know, I think most clubs do, but it's um, being that first layer of attack, first layer of defence. So really kind of putting my head over the footy and just driving out of the contest. So I kind of pride myself on being able to win the ground ball and really just explode out of the contest. Um, and yeah, just try and break, break the contest up a bit. Um, because obviously AFW is quite a contested game. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. An incredible amount of contests. So um, yeah, that's probably my biggest strength. Um, and yeah, the Giants have been great and they um, really complement I think that, that style of my, of my game. So yeah, it's just been very fast and exciting. Football is pretty much the messaging we're getting here. So um, it's been really, really fun to train it. Um, even if that was been a couple of weeks, um, I think everyone's been um, absolutely loving it. So yeah, it's great. Nice.
1: Yeah, and, and speaking of like, you know, that contested, you know, game style that you love to play, you've got some great role models in the, in the midfield at GWS in uh, Alicia Eva and one of the favourites here at the pod, uh, Elise Parker. Have you had much of a chance to work with them at these early stages or is that something you're really looking forward to?
3: I am absolutely looking forward to it. And I have, um, yeah, they've been great. They've been to probably two of the people that have been the most welcoming. So, um, yeah, parks, especially, I think, you know, being told, sorry, at least Parker, but, um, (laughs) um you know you're coming down to sydney um that was probably one of the first things that went through my head was you know she's been such a role model for me in my football career because we play a similar role in a similar position so um yeah it's been great and i've had many questions that i've asked her and she is always willing to just sit down and talk you through things um and she honestly just wants to bring everyone with her and that's something that i really respect um in her so yeah it's been honestly it's been so so great
2: That's really nice. Um, And speaking of like being able to spend some time with the kind of more senior players, what are some of the things like you're trying to work on with yourself or trying to like learn uh, going into this current season?
3: Yeah, I think just learning um, a bit of balance. Um, I think a lot of, I think a lot of footballers and a lot of athletes really struggle with the balance of, you know, being too involved in football and, you know, that kind of burns you out and Um, you can really struggle with that stuff so I think for me it's really um, diving deep into my mental well-being and making sure that that's um, sound Um, that's probably off the field and then on the field it's just you know honing in on the skills and really just getting to work I think um, it's been really great at the moment everyone's buying into you know to be better as a team and we're really just kind of preaching team success so everyone's jumping on board and you know you've got everyone's doing skills um before and after training and it's yeah it's a great environment and everyone's bringing everyone along so it's been really 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 good
1: yeah that's fantastic and we're really happy to hear that you're really happy at your club because you've been pretty open about you know your struggles with um your knee injury and other mental health things Is as difficult as I suppose those things have been, would you say it's really set you up to have some good mental fortitude to take on this new challenge?
3: hundred percent. Um, I think, you know, people ask me, you know, people say that doing an ACL is absolutely tough and they wouldn't wish it on anyone. And I would never wish it on anyone.
1: Mm, absolutely.
3: But I think having gone through it, I wouldn't change that it happened to me because I think you learned so much about yourself mentally and physically and I'm so now in tune with my body and I know when things are right and when things are wrong, um, that it really, it helps you in your football career and it helps you in training and every day life really, um, because you're just so much more aware of the little things. Um, and, it, and it forces you to, you know, fix things that probably you never thought you'd have to fix. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful for the experience. Um, although it was tough, but, uh, yeah, I think it really did. Um, I guess allow me to just be a more successful human and footballer so yeah I'm really grateful that it happened in a weird way yeah
2: Yeah. and hopefully
3: like you say like getting to know your body
2: better it can help prevent any like further injuries this coming season because you kind of know when to push it and when to not and whatnot so uh hopefully that has a a good flow on effect there yeah
3: fingers crossed
1: yeah absolutely and as good as the, the, that experience and the personal growth has been, I'm sure that the uh, the next big step will be the the football growth, the on-field growth, and we're very much looking forward to you getting out there and actually getting to play.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> exciting, but yeah, you got to work for it. Um,
2: nice. No, so we've just got one final question, which we like to ask all of our um, interviewees, which is... What are you most looking forward to and i know that's really vague but like is there anything one thing in particular you're super
3: looking forward to uh, ahead of season eight or in season eight oh, um honestly it's probably the style of football that we want to play at the giants i have been so impressed with the level of thought that's gone into it and i think um yeah it's just so it's honestly fun to train like we trained today and we did our drills and how we want to play and everyone loves it and everyone works so hard because it is genuinely an enjoyable style of football it's not just you know slow play all the time like we want to be fast we want to be exciting um we want to break open the game and it's it's honestly so so fun at the moment so i'm probably most looking forward to i guess the public seeing what the giants can actually bring um yeah it's been great so I'm so excited that's
1: that's
2: fantastic. awesome that's great to hear cool well we might wrap it up there um and where were you gonna say something
1: no no I was oh. just saying it's <laughs> fantastic to hear that the Giants are going to be playing fast free-flowing footy that's what we all want to watch and it's usually yep. usually successful as well so I'm looking that's... forward to that so
2: awesome well thank you so much for chatting with us really appreciate it today
3: no thank you for having me How's it going everyone? My
2: name's Mel and you're listening to Free Kick, the AFLW Fantasy Podcast. This morning I'm lucky enough to be joined by Ruby Cipoti. How are you going?
4: Great, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so excited to be on here.
2: Oh, excellent. Um, And of course, co-host Liam. How's it going, Liam?
0: Good morning, Mel. Good morning, Ruby. Thank you so much for coming on.
2: You're welcome. (laughs) Um... Oh yes, that was definitely directed
0: at you, Mel. Well done. Thank you for jumping in there.
2: Of course. So, um, Ruby, you're part of uh, this interview as one of the most recent draftees. How exciting. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, how you fit it into the draft?
4: Thank you. Um, yeah, I guess in terms of footy, it's probably been something that's come into my life later. Um, yeah, when I was little, like, I really wanted to play. But just um, where I am locally, it really wasn't an opportunity for girls. That old... Um, Yeah, if you get to the age of 12 14 Mm. um you can play with the boys but then you have to stop at that age so yeah mum and dad kind of got me into basketball growing up and um that's what i ended up playing instead um but then yeah once the afl came into the picture for the women my brother was actually the one um he was playing locally and he was like there's a women's team starting at my local club you have to come down, give it a go. Like you'll, you'll absolutely love it. So I'm so fortunate that he really pushed me into um, doing that. But I guess for me at the same time, I was finishing um, basketball. So I had kind of one year left and I was like, you know what? I want to finish that and footy will kind of be there. Not really thinking that um, there was an opportunity for me to potentially have a career in it. It was just like, Oh, I'll finish basketball and then if I can have some pump uh, have some fun, sorry, playing some footy, then that'd be great. Um and so yeah, I did I guess their um get to know you kind of pre season trainings and um played even like a scratch match um, for Williamstown Seawise. That's that's the club, sorry. Um and absolutely loved it. But yeah, I wanted to finish basketball. However, that year when they had their season, the coach Um, called me up and said, look, I've always thought of you as a part of the team. If you ever want to have a game, you're more than welcome to play a few. So I ended up playing, yeah, five games that year and then um, got the opportunity with the Western Jets and then from there with Williamstown. And, yeah, I guess that's kind of how it all, how my footy's kind of come along.
2: When you say, like, finish up basketball,
4: like you had a year left of basketball, what do you mean by that? Um... I guess in terms of like junior, so I had my last year of under 18s. Yeah, in the um, yeah, um, competition. So mm. I kind of thought, look, I'll cap it off at that. Like I've done it for so long and I'll finish, I guess, that junior um, career mm. in a sense. Yeah. So
2: lucky that the timing kind of um happened oh. then because if you had finished juniors of basketball and hadn't like fell into AFL, like who knows where you would been now.
4: <laughs> oh, and, and I honestly think sometimes about if like the AFL wasn't here, like what would all these women be doing? Like Mm -hmm. I think of myself, I'd probably be playing like casual basketball if that, and it just like blows my mind to think what so many women would be doing if there wasn't this opportunity.
2: Yeah. It's also just such a time and time again story of how like the, the women's will finish at like 12, 14 and you're like, do I want to play with the men's? What do I do now? It's so, I can't wait for like a few years time when this is just not an introduction story all. always like yeah i played and then i just kept going yeah,
4: exactly <laughs> oh gosh
0: awesome yeah and it's obviously so impressive that you've kind of come along so quickly at williamstown you've put together a few pretty good campaigns back to back at willie really winning the best and fairest two years in a row kind of what do you attribute that success to and then also when did you find out that there might be some interest in you from the aflw side oh
4: thank you um I Honestly, like, I've been so fortunate with the people that have helped me along the way. Um, like, I can't even begin to explain what um, amazing people, especially at the Williamstown Footy Club, that have put such time and effort into myself and so many people there. And I definitely would not be in the position I am without those people. Um, especially, I've got a mentor, Kim Kershaw. He actually, not sure if you might know the name, Um. He played in the 80s um, and he's like, yeah, club legend at Williamstown. I think won four best and fairest there um, and also Lindsay Cahill um, who also played at um, Williamstown with Kim, um, another club legend. Yeah, got I got very fortunate that those two will catch up with me um, for the past few years every Thursday um, and put a lot of time into my footy and it was um, definitely that that's made a big difference in um, in I guess my progression just mm. that um one-on-one skill and um kind of understanding the game a bit better but yeah I think in terms of the draft um yeah I've nominated it the past few years but probably never um kind of thought that it was going to happen just you know it's one of those things that you're like if you don't put your name in like well it's definitely not going to happen mm. um so yeah this year was probably the first time that I was like wow like this this really could could actually happen and um it was almost made it like more excruciating the actual draft experience (laughs) because you're really sitting there going wow like (laughs) is your name gonna get called but um yeah I'm just I'm so grateful that um North Melbourne has yeah taken a chance on me and um they're an amazing club and already I feel so um a part of it and yeah, I just think they've got a really exciting um energy about about the club going around, yeah.
2: Um okay, so you've been drafted to North. Uh some big some big name players there, um in the in the midfield as well. So have you had a chance to meet anyone? Any like have you had a chat to Ashwedell or Jazz Garner, or anyone?
4: Yes, yeah. Um so I guess how it happened after the draft is North got me involved in their VFL straight away. So I played yep. um four games. It was really strange. We actually played North. I played for Willie against North <laughs> the weekend before the draft <laughs> and then played with them the week after. Stop the colours. <laughs> yeah, I was just really hoping I hadn't pissed anyone off that week. So um didn't, that,
0: lay, yeah, an, the end didn't lay any nasty tackles and then find out they're a teammate
4: fortunately not fortunately not but um no they're all lovely um so I got yeah involved with that straight away and then um once they pulled me out of that I've just been doing um they've been having like skills and running um when like people are available so yeah the the big names in terms of Ashford, Jazgana, Jaz Garner, um, Jenna Bruton, mm-hmm. Emma Carney, Far out like for someone yeah. I guess who yeah has watched footy um to all of a sudden be yeah training and running with those like girls yeah, it's like honestly so incredible. Um, I'm pretty sure we were doing running one night and in my head I'm just going, "You're running with Dell. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like yeah, really getting me through it, which is really strange to think that um, yeah, just little things like that. Um, but I was almost like I've had a couple connections um, at North in terms of funnily enough. Jazz Garner actually um, coached me. I, I did a little bit of school footy. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, and she was our coach for a couple months, so I'd actually already met her. So it's a real, yeah, kind of.
2: Did she remember you when you got there?
4: Yeah, yeah, which is so oh, lovely. That's awesome. She's yeah, she's such a lovely person. Um, so yeah, that's a really nice. Like, oh wow, like look at what mm-hmm. has happened, kind of a thing. But um, yeah, she's very lovely, and they're all just such leaders as well like it's not not just talented people but good um incredible leaders so yeah it's a great place and yeah can't complain
0: <laughs> now we I, I I can honestly resonate with because we had an interview with Emma Carney last year and mm. that was by far and away like the highest profile interview we'd had and oh, she's so, so intimidating because it's just like so steely gazed and like intense focus yeah I it's a completely different world apart, but I completely get it with her specifically. Like that was a really intense moment for us as well. Oh yeah, as yeah. fans of the game. Oh, um, cool. And in terms of like hearing from from North, like for those who are listening, preseason technically starts today uh, yeah. for the AFLW. Have you heard much from them about where they're wanting you to train positionally, um, or is it just being like you you come in, you you might cross train half back, wing, mid. Kind of what's been the vibe from them position wise?
4: Mm, I mean, I've been I've been drafted as a mid forward, um, and yeah, I guess in terms of the VFL, that's um, where they got me to have a bit of a run through those two positions. I've played predominantly midfield um, so far, and I think in the conversations with them, I said, look, in terms of opportunity and what was needed of me at those times, it was as a midfielder. So I haven't really necessarily needed to play anywhere else if that makes sense or um and because I haven't played footy necessarily for that long I haven't played um a whole heap of other positions but I said to them look like I'm so up for the challenge if there's somewhere else that they think um that I could yet contribute so there hasn't been a whole heap um necessarily conversations yet because yeah as you said pre-season starts today so I'm sure (laughs) that will all kick off but um Yeah, I'm very much, like, just so excited to learn and um, whether I am playing mid, forward, both, um, somewhere else, even the Rock, if they want to throw me in there. (laughs) Um, I'll just give it it my best shot. But, um, yeah, no, we'll um, we'll just see, I guess, yeah. Yeah,
0: And, and like you mentioned, obviously, you got pulled across to their VFLW side. Did they, were there any specific like targeted positions that they wanted you to play in or they like just keep playing an natural game we're, we're going to continue to play as a midfielder and then you'll you'll come along to AFLW preseason, and, and we'll figure it out from there
4: um yeah so I played mid and forward um for those games and I think they were so wonderful in the mindset that they I guess presented um for that experience like there was no pressure it wasn't like you've got to come in and you've got to perform they were very much like we want you to understand and start to get to know the north way and I really kind of enjoyed that and I think it was a great kind of transition into the club and yeah training with those girls they're like awesome and like a really great group of girls so I'm lucky that um I guess I had that kind of four weeks month period of yeah experiencing the BFL um at another club which is yeah, something strange for me since I've been at Williamstown since 2019. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, like, I think it was a really great opportunity and transition into um, the North Football Club, yeah, North Melbourne.
0: Yeah, and I think North Melbourne is a great club for that. We kind of saw last season that they were super willing to throw games to relatively inexperienced players in their (laughs) squad, like in Erica O'Shea and, and Vicky Wall. So, If you're going to go along to a club that can really easily integrate new talent and new players, North is up there for one of the best at it.
4: Yeah, and I think um, even like I've only been at the club for such a short time, but I really feel like they instill a lot of belief in players and I think that's so important, um, especially with confidence and like, um, yeah, feeling confident out there. I just already can feel that they instill a lot of belief which is yeah, such a great feeling, especially as like a new player coming to a
0: club. That's really awesome to hear.
2: Oh, it all sounds so exciting. I'm very, I'm very excited for you. It Sounds like a super inclusive, inclusive place. And like you're excited, happy to do whatever. Oh, it's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> what, what are you most looking forward to in season eight?
4: Um, I feel like it's actually kind of a hard question. Um, to answer, like there's honestly so much. I think there's such a great energy going around the club at the moment. Like everyone really wants success and everyone, you can just tell they're so determined. Um, so I think honestly, just to like be a part of that culture, I'm so looking forward to. And yeah, if some, some magic can happen and something special can happen, I think everyone's really on that track to, um, yeah, for success. So I'm really looking forward to that actually.
2: Awesome. Um, very
0: exciting. Liam, any final questions from you? Oh, uh, were you a North supporter growing up or have you now had to switch allegiances?
4: <laughs> I'm actually, I was, I was not a North supporter growing oh,
0: up. Oh, I'm shocked. Ooh. They've got a massive supporter base.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, funnily enough, throughout Collingwood, um, so yeah, a bit controversial. There's a little I guess. bit of a rivalry
0: between those yeah. two as well. You're in for a tough time.
4: <laughs> bit controversial, um, but in all honesty, Dad's a Collingwood supporter, Mum's a Carlton supporter. So kind of used to a bit of angst around footy. So <laughs> at least um, you,
0: at least you haven't got that that moment where you often see the draft footage, and it's an entire living room filled with people in one jersey, and it's going directly to a rival club. Oh, and you can just yeah. see the the look of like oh how do I how do I fit this in with my personality
4: <laughs> oh honestly I think yeah Dad probably would have found it hard if it was someplace else but um no they're both so excited and um yeah I've already like I'm starting to fall in love with the club so um yeah I'm very happy to be at North very
2: yeah I think I ended up going to pretty much every North game that was in Victoria last season oh, and yeah. Arden Street. Uh, you know, great place to watch. Very loud speakers. Very bad for fever. But I, <laughs> ended up, I ended up watching those North Girls pretty much every week, and I was just—it's such an exciting club to be a part of. So
4: I'm very excited for you.
2: Thank you so much. Well, thank you, and we will be watching you throughout the season.
4: Talk yeah, to you thank later, you guys. So much. Really appreciate
3: it.
2: Welcome. You're listening to Free Kick. My name's Mel, and today I'm joined by Shelby Knoll, draft pick twenty-four in the supplementary draft ahead of season eight, um, and Richmond's only draft How exciting! Uh, how are you going, Shelby?
5: Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited,
2: of course. Um, so, just to give our listeners a bit of context about you, you've had a massive rise in uh, pretty recently as well my understanding is you went from playing for Castlemaine um as their key forward and then in the same year managed to be recruited to um Casey Demons for VFLW and then straight into Richmond for AFLW what happened there
5: yeah that's um that's pretty much the the gist of it so um um yeah I was playing for Castlemaine last year so local footy and that was our inaugural year at Castlemaine so um brand new team and we were lucky enough to Win the flag, which was really fun. And then I kind of just decided I wanted to make the most of footy and try and get um, further with football, especially with AFLW developing. And moved to Melbourne at the start of this year. And then, yeah, got, got contracted at Casey.
2: So now... Much, Richmond. How much pre-season or training did you do with Casey before you kind of got picked up by Richmond?
5: Yeah, so I... um. I started November last year at Casey. So I was doing pre-season with them. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was, what, five, six months. So that whole experience was just, like, so new to me, like, playing at a higher level. I only ever played local footy. Um, so,
2: yeah. So you've got, like you said, going from being, a like, a country footballer, moving to Melbourne, VFLW, now AFLW. How does the kind of the training and whatnot, what you've been, like, Focusing on and seeing around the clubs, how does that change between the three?
5: Yeah, so I think there's just, there's a massive difference, right, from local footy, um, then coming into VFL and then AFL. I think local footy, just the resources available, I was so surprised coming into Casey, how many coaches, how many staff, how many people were just involved in your development and your skills. I think yeah, local footy, you have your main coach right and then you've got maybe a trainer if you're lucky in Castlemaine we didn't have consistent trainers um so it's probably two staff and then a team manager and then I remember coming to Casey there was just this huge list of dietitians and doctors and physios and high performance managers strength coaches and I was just yeah just blown away it was just incredible and it was so exciting to see like all those resources available
2: yeah oh gosh and then I, I I guess you've only been at Richmond for a little while with pre-season only being three weeks in or so but um yeah that's got to be a whole nother level again
5: it is it is a, another step up but um I think I'm just still I'm still learning because I've got, I've played local for maybe nine years now so still just adjusting to the resources you have available the staff you have available and it's just it's so exciting and it's so I think I was most blown away with. How professional it all is and obviously that sounds so dumb like obviously it's professional but um, I guess when you haven't been in a high level um, team before you're just not really sure what to expect and yeah mm. so the professionalism of it is what's been the best thing I think for me.
2: Oh that's amazing that's that's a lot of change very quickly uh, but very exciting for you. Um, it's awesome that you say you've been playing like local footy for nine years. I'm. We do a couple of these interviews with like young draftees and whatnot coming through and then yep. like some, some of the older players that have been in the, in the AFLW since say 2017. And some of them don't even have nine years worth of experience, even though they've been playing at AFLW level for like seven or eight years, just because of the, the pathways available. So it's, it's so exciting to hear when you've got like these young players like yourself coming in with so much experience. Um, yep. I guess, given that you have been around footy and playing, even at that lower level for a while, What are you currently working on developing with yourself?
5: Um, With myself, like in a football sense, um, just like techniques, like everything you do on the field, where where you stand, where you run to, um, how you fend off, everything has technique behind it. Mm. And I'm slowly learning that. I think I'm going to keep going back to local just because that's what I'm used to. You just kind of, you just do your own thing, right? You just run around, uh, sometimes get the ball, sometimes don't. You like learn from the experiences, but, just adapting to the techniques everything you do is for a reason so much more intent um yeah so I'm loving that challenge which is really fun
2: it's um it's interesting like there might be I I feel like you probably learned a lot of this stuff yourself um because like you've just been playing for a long time but now that you're learning I guess the right way to do it are you finding that you're having to kind of unlearn things that you might have like picked up yourself or just like, oh, just do it this way because it feels good. And now you're like, oh, I have to actually do it this other way because I'm being told that's the right way. Not saying you're doing it the wrong way, but, you know, now you've got some <laughs> coaching and guidance on it.
5: Yeah, definitely. Actually, I'm really glad you asked that question. Um, when I started playing footy, I reckon 2013, I, you didn't have mentors. Like I kind of taught myself how to do things, especially my kicking.
1: For example,
5: mm. I would uh, just uh, learn how to just kick a ball, how it works for me. Yeah. And coming into Richmond, I'm working really closely with the forwards coach. And he is just changing my entire knowledge aspect, everything of kicking, everything I'm doing. He's just like, nah, get rid of it, get rid of it. So <laughs> that has been, first of all, like super insightful. He reckons, hopefully I can start kicking further, a bit more, Yeah. Mm. Bit further, which is really exciting, but um, he's and there's reason to everything he explains how, how why we're doing it. Like for example, like I would kick a football, and I might when I try and kick really far, I might end up on my tippy toes. Right, he's like keep keep flat footed because you're going to draw more power, right? Mm-hmm. And then he kick might go further. But um, amongst all of that technique, there's like a hundred things he's kind of tweaking and changing. So yeah it's just I do feel like I'm having to unlearn which is really hard when you create a habit for so long but exciting because if it works then
2: yeah can't wait to see even better yeah
5: yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's
2: what we're hoping for I can imagine how much that must be like in your head like I've got these 100 things I need to focus on but I'm kicking now not just just kick
5: (laughs) yeah 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 and that kick is just one aspect of it like and there's techniques and everything's getting tweaked every element of football so there's definitely a lot to learn and it can be quite overwhelming but you know we've got really good support um in the club amongst the players and the coaches so I do when I find myself kind of drifting off or getting overwhelmed I'll I'll go over to a coach I'll be like help me out like unload this for me or I'll go up to a, one of the players and be like what do they mean by this you know so God, yeah.
2: that's lovely so you mentioned like within your forward group obviously Courtney Wakefield leaving um, or retiring more so ahead of season eight means that there's a bit of a gap in that forward line. How's the, like, how's the structure coming together with those of you that are training in the forward line?
5: Yeah, so our our forward line is actually quite young, right? I mm-hmm. think it's uh, roughly 70% of our forward line's 22 and under, I think. Wow.
1: Yeah, Beautiful. so we're very young.
5: <laughs> um, we have obviously um, KB, leading our forward line which is she's absolutely incredible and she has so much knowledge and understanding around football but forward as well so definitely um having her lead the way is just really exciting and then we've got likes of um Caitlin are coming from St Kilda and Courtney Jones they've got um AFL knowledge in other teams so they're bringing yeah. that in which is really exciting so yeah it's I'm excited to see how far we can come as a group and to develop and i think it's going to be a week by week um situation yeah yeah
2: um growing up did you support a afl or aflw team
5: yeah growing up i was a hawthorn supporter
2: nice okay <laughs> yeah i loved my Hawks, especially in their prime Yeah, i mean the men's a bit questionable this season but anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Oh, hopefully the roster comes out and you guys uh will be playing Hawks. Like how, how do you reckon that'll feel? Hopefully. That's just crazy
5: to me too, that we don't get to like play every team. Yeah. So it's because like, it's a shorter season, you can only like you only play a few, which hopefully I don't know how I'll feel playing against the Hawks. It'll feel I'm excited, no, I can't wait. It'll be fun. <laughs> nice.
2: Um so obviously you've come across uh, as a, a forward and a goal kicker um i see that you've got mm-hmm. a very impressive uh 52 goals <laughs> over your season <laughs> for castle Main, which is crazy um including nine goals in one game that's absolutely massive um <laughs> i don't know if you know but the record for aflw goals in a game i think is seven held by brook is that something that you're gonna try to smash out of the park i would love to <laughs> get to that stage in my career and be
5: able to like reach for those goals i definitely think i'm gonna bring myself back to you know hopefully getting the game first maybe kicking some goals but eventually like that is definitely a good goal i could have in the future to try and reach i'd be unreal if i could
2: do that that'd be fun yeah that'd be amazing um and the final question i just have for you obviously there's a lot of a lot of excitement lots of change going on but what are you most looking forward to in season eight
5: um mostly looking forward to i guess just seeing what our team can achieve as a playing group just there's been a lot of hard work and off season and starting now in pre-season so and just being immersed in that culture in an AFL level just really yeah so that's i think what I'm excited for most for
2: awesome I I mean, there's so much to be excited for, so uh, we can't wait to watch you hopefully play again, like you said, um, in the upcoming season, um, and hopefully you can then smash some goals. So, awesome, thank you so much for the time. No worries, thank you for having me, it's been
3: great.